This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Rays Radio Network proudly presents This Week in Rays Baseball. Here's your host, Neil Solons. Well, we appreciate you joining us for another podcast, and uh, Mike Zanino with us. As most of you know, Mike re-signing with the Rays for 2021 and an option for 2022. Z, first of all, welcome back. What does it mean for you just to to get this done after the way things kind of began in the offseason? Yeah, it was uh, it was exciting. You know, it's obviously um, an organization that I want to continue to be a part of. Um, you know, it's made a big impact on, on my career and, and given me opportunities that I haven't necessarily had in the past, you know, making it to the playoffs, making it to the World Series, um, you know, some of the bonds that I've made. So being able to have the opportunity to come back here and continue to play with Tampa is uh, is going to be an honor. And, uh, you know, it's great for our family situation as well. Let's walk through the situation itself. I mean, you you finish up in the World Series, you drop game six, and really it was right after that that the Rays had to say, hey, we're declining your option. What was your thought then? And how did things progress here until the middle of December when you got a deal done? Yeah, um, you know, quite honestly, the way 2020 went, obviously, you, we heard that there was a lot of financial losses and stuff like that. It was sort of, um, it, it was sort of known that this was going to happen. You know, that that either options or or guys being tendered were going to be um, at the forefront of the off season. Uh, you know, so rightfully so. You know, I anticipated, you know, and prepared that this would happen. But you know, I had a great talk with Eric right after that. You know, keeping the lines of communication open and that was the biggest thing was uh keeping that open there was a little down period for a little while and then uh you know as some stuff started heating up around um that we picked up talks again and were able to get something done and uh was relatively quick you know it was it, like i said it was it was a fair proposal to begin with so it was relatively easy how much of how he handled it had to do with you coming back uh a lot you know i've had some great conversations with eric you know throughout my time here and uh, it goes a long way when guys are open, honest with you. Uh, you can tell when some guys, you know, try to sugarcoat stuff, but he, he tells you how it is. And, uh, you know, I think he genuinely cares about his players and the players he brings in. So it makes it easy to have those conversations. Uh, maybe ask him tw- tough questions that he's always willing to answer. And uh, I think being able to do that and get on the right page uh, makes it very easy to uh, then come to terms with something like this. Did you have many other conversations with either Kevin Cash or Kyle Snyder or any other front office members while this is all going on? And how much of recruiting effort did they make to, to bring you back? Or did you kind of have an understanding with them? Uh, yeah, I had, a, I had a few conversations, uh, a couple with Cash, you know, just sort of checking in, seeing how everything was going on that front. Uh, you know, Paul Hoover uh, reached out and just asking how everything was going. Um, you know, m- more genuine, just, you know, checking in, seeing how stuff were going. But, uh, you know, it was nice. Once, once stuff started picking up some steam, I heard from, from a couple guys a little bit more. And it was nice to know, you know, once that got done, that guys were excited. And it's just nice to be back here and, and continue with this group. Well, I saw the tweets. I saw Shane McClanahan, Aaron Slagers, Ryan Thompson, three young pitchers who you had an impact on. What does it mean to hear that, that they're excited to have you back? And I'm sure they weren't the only ones to reach out. 
Yeah, I mean, that, that's the biggest compliment you can get as a catcher. Uh, obviously, you know, put, putting pitchers in a great situation and then trying to grow them is, is my number one goal. And, uh, you know, so for guys to be able to feel that way, uh, you know, obviously, you know, having the confidence to put it out on social media so, so people can see means a lot. And, uh, you know, it's exciting to be able to do that, continue to uh, work with these guys. And, you know, I told all these guys before, I mean, they're the arms of this organization, the sky's the limit. So hopefully I can do my part to help these guys continue to grow. Did uh, how fatigued were you at the end of the the postseason? I mean, I know you didn't have a normal regular season, but you went through injury. You started all but one game of that entire postseason, which was rare for you to play that often, that many days in a row. Yeah, uh, honestly, probably more mentally fatigued than anything, and not not so much from the playing side because you know when you're into that game, you know it's 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 very easy to get up for you know World Series games, ALCS games. But I mean, I think just everything we had to go through, you know, obviously having, you know, my, my family, my, my wife and two kids in the bubble, uh, you know, always uncertainty with that, you know, testing every day, how to be at certain windows. I, I think the mental fatigue was pretty crazy because realistically, that's what tested people this year was, was just being able to go through this season and try to, you know, keep it as regular as possible and, and as comfortable as possible. And we knew everything was happening throughout the country. What'd you learn about yourself in all this? Oh man, um, that, that I'm a lot more adaptive than I thought I was. Usually I'm very routine oriented and, and like to get stuff done, especially there. But, you know, this definitely threw a, a wrench at everything. But, you know, it was fun. It's nice to know that, you know, you can, you know, sort of go with the flow when things need to go. And, you know, I think a big part of that is this organization. Cash is, is big on that. Um, and, and a lot of the players bought in. So it made it easy as a group. You touched on the family aspect. How much of the the fact that you've got a wife and two young kids in the state of Florida played into your decision? Uh, a lot, you know, honestly. So when, when we were looking at that, we were, you know, weighing all options. Uh, obviously, playing in Tampa, knowing the organization, um, you know, my wife, you know, developing relationships with other wives and girlfriends on the team. You know, there, there's comfort level there. But, uh, you know, so when the offer came and, you know, it, it fit what we were looking for, it made it extremely easy. You know, we're only a couple hours north of, of St. Pete. So it's nice to be able to do that. She can come home and we're on the road um, and have plenty of help with the kids. So, you know, it made a huge factor of that. Were there other teams that you were real serious with or were the Rays still your number one hope all along? Um, I, I would say the Rays are probably up there. there. There were some conversations with some other teams, um, but nothing that got to the extent that and at the speed that we got to with Tampa. Mm-hmm. And in terms of your wife and kids, have you been able to at least enjoy some downtime with them? How much work have you been putting in in terms of uh, prepping for next year already? Uh, no, there, there's been some much needed downtime. It was nice to come home and, you know, be in, be in the comforts of our own home, be able to, you know, play with the kids, watch them grow, uh, you know, being able to just relax with, you know, my wife and, you know, just do stuff that's semi-normal that we weren't able to do for six weeks in a hotel room while we were in a bubble. So it's just nice to get back to uh, some semi nor There's obviously some, some complications with stuff and everybody's dealing with that now, but you know, we're in a much better boat now. Happy to be home, but uh, yeah, got the focus on uh, the 2021 season and just building on that. Are you excited about the fact that with a young family, there is a vaccine out there and there could be a second one out within days to the public. How much does that help you mentally? Yeah. I mean, I think it brings comfort to a lot of people. You know, I think, you know, there were, there were so many unknowns with this virus. And I think that was the biggest thing that, you know, worried people. And, uh, you know, now that there's, you know, potentially some optimism with these vaccines and, 
you know, we'll see how the first round of distribution goes, you know, it makes you feel better, um, you know, and we'll just continue to go from there, you know, try to, uh, I've learned to limit my news consumption uh, from the, <laughs> from the first go around. So it's nice. I, I check in periodically, but, you know, try to not get too, too caught up in that, but it definitely gives some hope. And, you know, especially having two young kids, it's, it's definitely something that I keep track of. I know it's a personal decision, but have you made a choice uh, as to whether you're going to take, a, uh, you know, be vaccinated yet? Uh, you know, honestly, I, I haven't put too much thought into it. Uh, I'm not sure how much time we'll have until, you know, it's available to us. I know they're trying to use some tears to give it to some people, but, you know, it's conversations that we've had and, you know, we'll see, hopefully there'll, there'll be some readily available so guys can make that true decision come, you know, either season or, or shortly after we start. And you mentioned starting to get ready for next year. Um, you had a really good relationship with Chad Matola in revamping your swing last year. Uh, how much more of how, how much more adjustments do you think you're going to be doing? Is it tweaking? What types of things do you plan on this this winter? Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be some subtle adjustments. I felt like I was getting into a better, uh, more consistent spot in the playoffs. Um, but my biggest thing now is. You know, my biggest thing when I first got home was making sure the body was, was right and healthy before I started my training program. And then, you know, now being able to, you know, sign back and know where I'm going to be this fall, be able to get a hold of Chad and, you know, have some discussions and we'll be able to iron out some details, you know, as spring training, uh, you know, approaches. And I know Kevin Cash said earlier in the week, he's expecting, uh, you know, an on-time start. Is that kind of the way you have to think right now? Yeah. Yeah. That's the only way to be able to prepare now. And, uh, you got to be able to give yourself a chance that if we do start on time and stuff goes as normal, that you're ready. If we uh, try to set some deadlines in our head that aren't accurate, you know, guys can either be behind, uh, leads to injury, leads to, you know, maybe a little bit of a lapse in, you know, production early. So we just got to be ready to go as if we're going to start um, spring training in February, early February, and we'll just continue to build off that. All right. Well, we appreciate a few minutes. Uh, we're glad that you're back. And uh, I guess keep your shoes on. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. That'll be something I'll hear for a long time this upcoming year. I know that. Especially in that clubhouse, I'm sure. Mike, thanks again for a few minutes. 100%. Thanks, Neil. That's the catcher, Mike Zanino. We appreciate you joining us and stay with us. We'll have new podcasts as we go during the offseason, and we'll talk to you soon. Zanino waits, and the breaking ball drilled in the air to deep left field. This one's on its way, and it's 3 nothing Rays. A solo homer from Mike Zanino from 0-2 to a full count. And the Rays extend their lead to 3-0.